Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Craig Schaub here with George Thomas. George, our Akron Beacon Journal film critic, you are back with uh, finally some some new stuff here, some new movies after Top Gun took over the box office for a few weeks. We have Jurassic World Dominion, the third in the sequel trilogy here of Jurassic World. Is this a good Jurassic World sequel? Hold up, hold up. You're blaming me for not having content to talk about? <laughs> well, that's true. We had to take a week <laughs> off, but we're back, thankfully, with some new content. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion is the, the latest blockbuster release here this summer. I read your review in the uh, Beacon Journal. You liked it. Tell us why. You know what? I shouldn't have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching this thing. And, you know, there with every movie, there comes a time when you check your watch, right? I knew yeah. the runtime going in. I look at my watch, and it just oh. breezed by. And I was having a good time. I mean, why did I like it? Because the original cast is back. And, yeah. and, and if, for anyone who's paid attention to the Jurassic Park, Jur- Jurassic World movies, I mean, there were there have been a couple characters, returning characters. By by that, I mean Alan Grant, Sam Neill, um, Dr. Ian Malcolm, played by Jeff Goldblum, and Ed, Ellie Sattler, played by Laura Dern. They've all reappeared at some point. Now, Sam Neill and, and, and Jeff Goldblum had meaty parts in two and three. But this time out, they all have meaty parts. They all have something to do. They that chemistry you saw in the very first Jurassic Park is retained. Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum. I mean, the, the guy is always interesting. Yes. Now, mind you, they they could have very easily. And let's we're not even gonna. I don't know if it's even important to get into plot. I mean, they get trapped by dinosaurs. They run around, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, scary. We've seen it all before. But, you know, they could have cast three new actors to play those characters, but they chose, meaning just generic characters to fill the parts. You know what I mean? Right. But they chose to bring back the original characters. And director Colin Trevorrow manages to weave a nice little thread that links Jurassic Park to the what should be this final film. Okay. And is it going to be the like, final film though? Huh? Will it be the final Jurassic World Jurassic Park film though? For Colin Trevorrow, it will. Okay. But for a greedy movie studio, probably not. I no. mean, you, you got to understand. I read the the book. Okay. Jurassic Michael Crichton. The author of Jurassic Park was one of my favorite authors when he was alive. And the adaptations of his films, with the exception of Jurassic Park, or adaptation of his books, with the exception of Jurassic Park, have been tepid for the most part. But you give Jurassic Park to Steven Spielberg, and he's going to do something with it. But, you know, this, it, it felt like going home. And uh-huh. I can remember the theater where I saw Jurassic Park. 
Okay. I wasn't even a movie critic back then. I was working. Hey, here you go. I was working in Sandusky. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I know that uh, our, the last time we chatted, we ended with previewing that we'd be talking about Jurassic World, and I had mentioned that I am just not really a fan of this sequel trilogy. I, I just, I don't know, I just can't get into it. I, I, It's a lot of it's just like a pasted together so we can make a lot of money, intellectual proper, property type stuff, and it just, it just didn't ring necessary. And you know, obviously, what sequel is necessary? But in this, in these cases, I just really never—I didn't even see the second Jurassic World movie, and I, I have no interest in this one. But you know, I, what did you kind of make of this sequel trilogy? Did did it make sense to you? Was it worth it? I mean, it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I—that was my lead. It's—it's it's totally a, the oh. universe could have done without another Jurassic World film. And yes. everybody would have been happy. But I can't deny I had a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a blatant money grab. Yeah. And, and, and the, the same message keeps getting dealt with. Don't fool with Mother Nature, blah, blah, blah. Genetics, blah, 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 blah. Unleash right. power, blah, 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 blah. Oh, look, a bigger dinosaur than what was in the last film, blah, 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 blah. Right. And pretty soon you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. So, you know, yeah. no, it, it's, it's, I, I read someone who wrote it's overstuffed. Yeah. Yeah. It is because they try to service, in addition to those original characters, they try to service a few characters who have been in the other Jurassic okay. World movies too. Right. So it's like, yeah. But I enjoyed it, and I'm I, I I I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. Did you enjoy the the trilogy as a whole, or how did how did you kind of make each individual movie, and you know, did it add up to an enjoyable trilogy for you? Um, again, they could have stopped after the first one. I don't know if you even call this a trilogy, okay. really seriously. No. I mean, it's it's. They're barely two and three are barely linked by. Did you you, you, have, you said you haven't seen the second? I did not see the second one. No, there is there's a character who is a quote unquote a clone. Two and three are are linked by that plot point. Okay. Beyond that, eh, other than the same characters, eh, and eh. dinosaurs set free, and and. Dinosaurs roaming wild, which was basically what else could they do? Right. So, was, uh, you know, one of the things that really didn't make too much sense about a lot of this is, you know, and, and maybe it's explained in other movies and, and whatever, but the idea that, you know, you would, I, I know the almighty dollar is, is tough to, to leave on the table, but if you're if you're creating this world again after knowing how terribly wrong it went in the first movie why would anybody be like yep let's go to that well one more time what's the worst that could happen when we create dinosaurs again and we have weird species of dinosaurs or hybrid species so 
does is that ever really make sense? Especially with the old with the old cast returning into this one. Uh, does greed make sense? And we could we could talk as as far as the narrative goes. We could we could talk about greed and arrogance in that first movie. Yeah. But and and tie it to greed and arrogance with the movie studio doing this. I mean, yeah. There was there was no one calling out for Jurassic World. Period. Right. No one. And sure enough, there we have it. Just like in the movie, nobody was screaming for a theme park. Right. But there we have it. So yeah. you know. Well, I do, uh, you know, I, you, you gave it a B in your uh, BeaconJournal.com review, so everybody can check that out. And I'm sure that there will be plenty of people checking the movie out this weekend as it looks to dethrone Top Gun Maverick at the box office, which I'm sure will do. Um, but uh, hopefully this is it maybe for Jurassic World and Jurassic Park as a franchise. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the Spielberg, you know, the first film, but... Um, didn't really after the first film everything goes wrong doing anything else after that just didn't seem like it would make any sense to a, a normal thinking person uh correct yeah. but studio executives aren't normal thinking no they're not <laughs> all right well jurassic world is a, a bit of a surprise i did not expect uh, a, a recommendation here from you so we will move on, and now we're going to talk a little bit about streaming, as there aren't too many other options at the theater right now. But uh, streaming-wise, there are a few things. Disney Plus ramping up their uh, release schedule with Miss Marvel. We'll talk first about Miss Marvel. Tell us a little bit about this uh, miniseries uh, coming to – or actually already out on Disney Plus. Okay. No, first of all, going in, it's a setup for this character's introduction in the film The Marvels. Right. Um, it's about a teenage girl who worships Captain Marvel. I mean, she's into the Avengers, Captain Marvel cosplay. The interesting aspect of this, however, is that she's Pakistani American. Yeah. And that brings some interesting cultural elements into things. And her powers don't. They don't. I've only seen two episodes. Okay, that's what I had access to. Her powers don't appear to come from the powers that the same place that Captain Marvel received hers. They seem to come from an, an ancient uh, Middle Eastern. I don't know which culture they're going to ultimately re reveal it to be from. Uh, Bobble, Bangle, whatever you want to call it, that generates energy. And she has to learn how to wield this power. Now, it's a six-episode series, which uh, basically tells me that it's not going to have a second season. It's all movie set up. Right. But um, the most interesting thing that first couple episodes is dealing with the cultural aspects and, and how her panels, parents handle the situation as far as friends, music, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I enjoyed most about it. 
Now, it, it, along the way, you realize it's kind of an homage to the Spider-Man films. Okay. The Tom Holland Spider-Man films, because it has a visual style that's very similar with like text messaging popping up in neon on the screen or in, yeah. in chalk animation. So uh, the the young woman, uh, her name is Iman Valari, who plays uh, Kamala Khan, very engaging, engaging, is very intelligent. I like her performance so far. But again, right. we're not going to know how this pans out right. until we get, let's call it episode four or five. Okay. I, it's... I, I wrote point blank. There's enough there to keep me interested in going. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard a lot of people say it's it's a very likable series cast. You know, it's it's maybe a little bit more, and maybe you can speak to this, you know, I've heard people say it's a little bit more child-friendly than some of the other Marvel oh, fans. Absolutely. Absolutely you know, it is. The, you know, obviously coming off of, you know, what was sort of a quasi horror movie with Dr. Strange too. here. They get a little bit more of a broader approach to their audience, maybe get more kids. And do you, do you see that maybe Marvel and Disney trying to gear towards that a little bit more with some of their stuff. And, you know, we've already, we've talked about, you know, whether stuff's TVMA, TV 14, TV PG, whatever on Disney plus with some of the star Wars content. But do you feel like maybe they're going to, pivot a little bit from Doctor Strange and, and go more light fare with some of their, their content for Marvel? Um, <laughs> considering they just announced that Deadpool 3 is going to get that hard R rating, <laughs> I think they're going to let the, the the material dictate the rating, which is what they should be yeah. doing, period. And I have no problem with that. You know, everybody wants, excuse me, Corporations, movie studios, television networks, streaming services to parent for them. I'm sorry. I've never believed in that. Right. I, you know I have two sons. My, my wife and I always believed that we were the best, best gauge of whether they were mature enough sure. to handle something. You know what I mean? Right, right. My, my now 27 year old was watching R rated films when he was 12 or 13. Apparently my 18 year old was sneaking and watching R <laughs> when he was 12 and 13. But yeah, 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 depending on what the content was, like if you're getting an, an R rated R rating for, for language, well, it's like, well, they hear worse from me. So, <laughs> it, it never really bothered me okay. depending on how how let's how explicit the violence is there are times i drew the line right. so right. so you know marvel and any movie studio streaming service etc etc so they should let the content dictate the rating I mean, there have been times where, like, perfect example, the Spawn film. Spawn should have been an R-rated film. Yeah. Period. Source material is gory, scary, R-rated. 
actually had a fairly decent amount of explicit sex. And they toned it down, and that movie tanked at the box office. It wasn't true to what it was. Right. Apparently, Ms. Marvel is true to what it what it is, what it was in a comic book form. I have no problem with that. And I could also enjoy a movie or television series on that level. Okay, well, good to hear. Uh, you know, I, I will admit that, you know, the Marvel content on Disney Plus has kind of, I don't know, maybe fatigued me a little bit as far as watching stuff there and um but it does sound like something new and refreshing which is nice so i might uh, check out miss marvel but i know one show that we wanted to talk about a few weeks ago that did not get uh screened for you and for other critics was obi-wan kenobi so this is another i'm guessing it's only going to be a one season off kind of show maybe if it does well enough which i'm sure it has been it's breaking it, records for yeah, Disney+. you know, so I'm I'm sure there could be some interest in a season two, but okay. So right now we'll assume it's a one season off here for Obi Wan Kenobi. So we're talking ten years after sort of the fall of the Jedi and the rise of the Empire. We follow along Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor back as Obi Wan as he uh, looks after the Skywalker children on Tatooine. George, we were we were hoping to talk about this a few weeks ago. We weren't able to. You were able to watch so far. What do you think? Uh, question is, have you been able to watch? I have not watched yet, but I'm going to. I'm planning on this weekend with a little bit of free time. I'm going to watch a few episodes. Okay. Remember how we said in in, in previewing that and and talking about it that Disney needs this to be good. Period. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good, and it's getting better. I, it, it, to me, it started off a bit, a bit shaky, just a little bit, but it's found its groove, and, and the big reason for that is Ewan McGregor. Period. I mean, I read where um, Kathleen Kennedy said they're not going to go back and 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 recast classic Star Wars characters, and I would argue. As long as you have the right younger actor yeah. to, to assume those roles, why wouldn't you? Ewan McGregor was a home run from the start, period. He got yeah. it. I mean, Donald Glover as, as Lando Calrissian yeah. gets it. So I think that this series so far is succeeding based on Ewan McGregor, and it's going to seem familiar in some respects, but you know, it's a, it's a kid in peril thing. And I'm sure everybody, everybody, including me expected this to be about him protecting Luke as a child. It's not. And that's the curveball. It's an, it, 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 that surprised me. And you know what? After I thought about it, it's like that would have been too obvious. And I enjoy, I really like the fact that they threw that, that, that curveball. Now, should I give away now four weeks in, everybody knows he's actually protecting Leia, young princess Leia. Now the first couple episodes, 
I really had a problem with the the and normally I don't I don't take shots at um at child actors. Here, here's a uh, uh, a bit of uh, cinematic karma. I remember getting hate mail for like taking shots at Jake Lloyd. Right. Way back when the the first prequel came out, yeah. I didn't hear. With with uh, the young actress who portrays Leia, and I'm glad I didn't, because she's getting progressively better. Which tells me if this kid decides to keep acting, guess what? She's going to be a dynamo as an adult if she doesn't fall into that trap. Right. And I wish I, I I don't have her name in front of me, and apparently IMDb doesn't have it either. <laughs> Well, they have it listed as Vivian Lyra Blair. Well, there we go. IMDb. I mean, we'll assume that that's correct with IMDb's track record. Let's assume that's let's assume that correct. She that's correct. She's she's a little diamond di, uh, dynamo, and I with each successive episode, I'm enjoying her performance more and more because you know why. I'm seeing more of the adult Leah in this kid, which is an impressive feat for someone that age. Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's an exciting series. I think this is, you know, I know the Mandalorian maybe surprised a lot of people with how they liked it. And it was well-received when it first came out and it was new and sort of different. And, and, you know, people didn't know what it was going to be. But you know, we've we've went back to the well here with Obi Wan. We've went back to the well with the Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, they're exploring new options with like Ahsoka coming in, maybe more. You know, Hay- Hayden Christensen. You know, as Anakin, maybe Darth Vader in the future. Who knows? Um, but you know, there's not really a shortage of Disney Plus Star Wars shows on the horizon. There's the animated series Bad Batch gets a season two later this year. Uh, there's Andor, which is sort of, I don't know if it's a, I guess it's a prequel maybe. For it's got to be a, Cassie and Andor died in uh Well, they, they've talked about they? maybe not having him die, even <laughs> though the planet literally was ex- blown up, you know, but. What is this, Star Trek? <laughs> you don't. You know, you 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 make something a certain way, and then you kind of realize that we'd like to do more with it, but then you can't do more with it when it's moving forward if the person died in the movie. So, I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be a simple, you know, prequel or whatever. But um, I I don't know. Um, it, it it's not really clear. At first, it was kind of, well, how can you do something? It must be okay. So I'm reading something here on Decider that says it's uh, a, it's five years before the events of Rogue One. So it looks like it's probably a prequel, which makes sense. And of course, you know, later this year, or actually I should say early next year, The Mandalorian Season 3, you've got Ahsoka coming out um, at some they're point. Here doing, the, and they're yep. still doing a, uh, a Lando series, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the impression that I've I've still had. So there's a lot to you know, a lot to digest here. I mean, do you like what they've done with Star Wars, where maybe now they're starting to kind of 
you know, they've talked about sort of not doing any more Skywalker saga stuff and everything, you know, from here on out, like Taika Waititi's, you know, film is going to be a non Skywalker film. There's a lot of different things, you know, that they can pick and choose from. I mean, what do you, how do you kind of assess the way Disney plus is handling the star Wars franchise? You know what? If I were more of a Star Wars geek, I'd actually, and mind you, Star Wars at one point in my life was my world. Okay. When I was, when I was early teens. Um, but I'm more of the mind, well, let's see what happens. I mean, if I'm being honest, I like the Mandalorian, and I like the Mandalorian because of Groku. Yes, Baby Yoda is cute. Yeah. Um, I like the the Skywalker cameos there. Multiple Skywalker cameos. Yeah. Um, my feelings on Boba Fett are mixed because who thought it was a good idea to take a minor character and elevate him that way, and give us a series with a forced narrative that I didn't really care about. I didn't. Yeah. Um, so right now I'd say they're two for two for three, which is a great batting average. Yeah. They just have to be careful. I, I kind of wonder if, if maybe, the Boba Fett issues may bleed into the Lando issues because, you know, even though Lando had a little bit more to do in the original trilogy, he's a very minor character, even though he does, you know, get involved in some major events, but, you know, you kind of wonder how they're going to explore that character in a series. Well, Solo fixed that. True. And, and, you know, as cool as Billy D. Williams is, Donald Gother put his stamp on that role. Yeah. On that character. So, yeah, I have more hopes that it's going to be significantly better than Boba Fett was than anything. So, there's less of a concern there for me because Donald Glover is involved. And he's, to me, he's off the charts genius. Yeah. So, is there uh, anything Star Wars that you'd like to see? I know we've kind of talked a little bit about this, you know, where we talked ratings and you know maturity levels and things like that. You know how they decide to you know protect their ratings and not have anything TVMA, whatever. But we we talked a while ago about a Darth Vader series would be kind of cool. Is there anything that you'd want to see Star Wars tackle? Maybe a Yoda prequel or something? Or, you know, I mean... Yoda is a character that could be very interesting if you if you could develop that backstory. Yeah. Absolutely. That that would work for me. Um, because even, even in the prequels, the prequel trilogy, he's still fairly old. So where was Yoda before that? You know what? Shoot me later. You know, I told I've told you that sometimes when I'm working, I'll have stuff on in the background. Yeah. Well, 
was it earlier this week or last week? The uh, prequel trilogy was playing on uh, TNT. And I've got, I developed a, a better appreciation for Samuel L. Jackson's portrayal of Mace Windu. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about Mace. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. And, I mean, he brought a certain swagger and cool. Yes, he did. <laughs> character. It, yeah. it, it was a very subtle menace to his character. But yeah. I'm like, how did I yep. miss that the first time around? Yeah, that would be fun to see a Mace Windu series. But um, would you go younger Mace Windu, I would imagine? Or would you like... You know, obviously, he. I guess he kind of died in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, let's see. Sam, we, I mean, Sam then you got to find a great young actor to play a Samuel L. Jackson kind of cool. Yeah, well, they did it for Billy guy. D. They did it for Billy D. Um, yeah. But yeah, Samuel Jackson's over seventy, so there's not much more he can do. There's only so much de aging that. Uh, yeah, um, Marvel can do there. Who could who could play Michael B. Jordan? Huh? Michael B. Jordan? I guess he could, but I was thinking more Daniel Kalua. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But I don't think he's tall enough. <laughs> you know, you know. People don't know that Tom Cruise is five foot six either, but you know. You're being generous. <laughs> you well, yeah. You shoot it right, you know, you can make the guy look like he's seven feet. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Uh, who else? See, Daniel Kaluuya's got that that air of menace to him. Uh, yeah. He, he 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 does a dangerous character well. Yeah, he does. So. It would almost have. Yeah, I mean, I would think it would almost have to be him, him or bust for me. Yeah. So yeah, Miss Windu would do it for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always, you know, since they've had so much success here with Obi-Wan, I would imagine that it's probably crossed their minds of what they could rehash and bring back from the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy or find a way to, to do something. Now, right now, they're catering. They're catering to my 27-year-old son, who's this hardcore fan who watches the animated series, blah, 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 blah. I get some of this stuff my son talks about related to the animated series. I look at him like he's speaking uh, French. <laughs> okay. I mean, I got I didn't watch any of this. I didn't watch the Clone Wars. Right. I I didn't I haven't watched Bad Batch. I haven't watched any of this stuff. And primarily because I hate the style of animation. Yeah. Haven't really been all that keen on the animation, and uh, I kind of expected a little bit better out of the Bad Batch because the Clone Wars was, you know, more of a, a Disney TV property, so they just wanted to mass produce and, you know, just get it's it done. Stuff. Yeah. Whereas the, you know, the Bad Batch, you know, they were a Disney Plus greenlit show and more time to develop it, probably more money to to reinvest into it because it's going to be fewer episodes, probably fewer seasons, and. I didn't really like the look of it, so I kind I know they have the the anime style Star Wars. Uh, what's that, Visions or something? Or then I'm really out because I <laughs> hate anime. Yeah, so it's yeah, and they've definitely got sort of a different uh, take on the animation style, which 
I'd like to get into that stuff because I, I did watch the Clone Wars a little bit when it was on, um, only because it was sort of acted as that in between the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So, you know, you like to see the story kind of play out and everything. But uh, yeah, not a big fan of the animation there. And, and the Bad Batch did not do it for me either as far as the look. So I never even really got into that one. And, but, and, that, and that's that's a tactic. I I wish somebody would tell them your the animation isn't working for everybody. But I guess for your hard hardcore Star Wars fan, you're just happy to get new stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I think that's okay. the case. Yeah, I think that's the case. And I, I, you know, I always like to to see new things. And you know, I mean, I think the the Skywalker saga probably I'm glad is over. And you know, even though I like the Last Jedi quite a bit, um, but um, at the end of the day, I'm I'm kind of glad we're getting sort of a reboot of Star Wars, getting new faces in there, and. You know, I'm I'm interested to see what Taika Waititi does with with the franchise, whether whether he gets one movie or three movies or whatever it may be. But I'm I'm glad that they're moving forward with it while still giving us some of this Disney Plus stuff where you can watch the continuation of Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, on Tatooine if you want to, or you know, get into the Book of Boba Fett or the Mandalorian or whatever you want to do. Has Boba Fett been given a second season? I don't think so. I don't know if that was the intent anyway, but I don't I don't know if that was really on the radar to begin with, but well I guess depends on who you who you look at on the internet, I suppose. But um some people say yes it's gonna happen and most people say no, it's not gonna happen. I'm guessing it's not gonna happen because they probably would have I would have thought they would have announced it by now. We're we're in June, and that that was a late December release. I would think that by now we'd have heard something from Disney Plus. Considering they just had their major announcements a few weeks ago, you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, probably right. All right. Well, a um, couple of series there on Disney Plus. I might have to check out. It's been a while since I've. Uh, Got on Disney Plus, I have to admit. So maybe I might have to check out Obi Wan this weekend when I'm off, and uh, maybe check out Miss Marvel as well. Uh, what's coming up next week? I know there's some more Disney. Uh, when it's not a streaming, straight to streaming, but uh, Disney is coming out with the Pixar release of Lightyear. Are you going to be uh, reviewing that? Uh, I'm supposed to screen it next Wednesday, but we shall see because I'll be prepping for vacation. Ooh, well, so nice. we're we're at a to be determined thing next week. Okay, all right. Well, that's fine. We'll leave we'll leave everybody guessing until next week. Um. So, and I think that's again we we have a clearing out situation with that because I don't think there's anything else that opens. Yeah. Although I'll be honest, I'm, there's an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, Hustle. Adam Sandler, back to drama. Yeah. That we may have to talk about if if we're on next week. Okay. And it's a it's a, a sports film, a basketball yeah. hustle. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually interested in seeing that. I know Sandler's a big basketball fan, and you know, we'll see what uh, you know. I, I always like when Sandler shifts uh, away from some of his comedies and goes into the drama. He's he's not a he's he's a better actor than people really understand. Uh, he's act, when it, in, he's a damn good actor. In dramatic roles, I when he's doing comedy, I, I liken it to freaking Jerry Lewis. 
Yeah. I appreciated Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Um, he's also collecting a nice paycheck. So. Yes, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I've, I've generally enjoyed most of his comedies, but he blows the roof off the place when he switches gears usually. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, as as always, you can follow George at by George Thomas on Twitter. You can read all of George's reviews, his Browns coverage at beaconjournal.com or in the Akron Beacon Journal paper. George, as always, we appreciate it. We will talk soon about more movies and streaming. All righty. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com. <laughs>